Well, that noise sounds like Orin Sabag and an EMS, be, EMS ambulance must be coming. Well, it's Mike Cohen with my podcast. And, uh, you know, last year after the election, I interviewed uh, Mayor Brownstein and Councillor Burke, who are deputy mayor. And I said, you know what? Eventually, I'm going to get around to interviewing all of our members of city council. Of course, I've been on city council now for 17 years. And uh, so I'm going by number. I'm starting with District 1, and this is going to be a series uh, to introduce you to our councillors. And in District 1, now already a veteran, five years he's been a councillor, is Oren Sabag. Oren, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Mike. It's it's a pleasure to be here, and I'm certainly glad... uh, you know, that you're doing this uh, on a rotation with all the councillors. Since I'm, since, since I'm in D1 or District 1, it's, uh, it's a privilege to, to start it off. It has its va- advantages when they call you your number one, Oren. It has That's their right. advantages, that's for <laughs> sure. So, uh, Oren, five years uh, now, you know, I was very interested because I didn't really know you until you became a councillor. And I was fascinated when we met and you told me that you were a registered nurse um, how did that all happen in your life? How did you decide to go into that profession? Um, it's an excellent question. I, I'm going to be very honest with you. Uh, my parents were uh, were made a modest, a very, very modest living. And um, my mom is a dressmaker. My mo- my father's a musician. Um, you know, they, they, they didn't have the high end jobs, uh, they didn't have the stability and, uh, growing up for me, it was something that marked me. And when I got interested in science, when I got interested in, uh, Magen David Adom, I was one of the first group of people going to Israel with Mara. And by the way, the training was done at 8,100 Coats and Luke Road at the time. Interesting. Um, uh, it, it was a it, something that I was passionate about, and I wanted, I'll be super honest with you, I wanted a government job. I wanted something that was stable, that I would never lose my job, that I could continue uh, making a, a, a salary and pay my rent. And that was kind of the, uh, the narrative around why I, I wanted to be a nurse. Uh, I applied in different things. I was uh, accepted in, in uh, dietetics in University of Montreal, and I met a dietitian who told me, you're going to hate it. And I got accepted in uh, nursing school. And uh, a funny anecdote, the dean of admission, we were 300 new uh, people coming in in 1995 or 96. And if you recall, at that time, the Queen E was closing and most nurses were in forced retirement. Um, And we got into that room and the dean of admission said, you're very courageous to take on this job um, because we're not sure you're going to have a job when you finish. Wow. And, and uh, I was like, oh, my God, this is totally a nightmare for me. And I ended up um, getting a job a year and a half before I graduated because the lack of nursing position in the system, not only did they bring back the nurses that they forced into retirement but they were and in t- since then they were still and continue to be 23 years later in uh shortage of nurses so um it's it, i've seen the progression i've seen the chronic issue uh, in our healthcare system and i've been part of it since and so 
um, to me, you know, uh, it ended up being a blessing almost, you know, uh, not only if you're in, in healthcare and in, in, in that type of environment today, and you know this, you have a, a daughter in medical school, uh, you'll, you'll have a job. She's for the a doctor. Of- she's now a doctor. So uh, she's oh, finished medical school. So, That's it. Yeah. yeah. So you, you, you know that, you know, this type of, uh, of, um, of, you know, job or profession uh, is, is, is recession proof and, and pretty much going to guarantee a job for the rest of your life. Uh, as long as you want it, of course. So let's fast forward. You, you had a, you know, you did well, you, you, you chose a very important profession, a profession that's badly needed in society, but you're doing some interesting things since you became a counselor, you're very entrepreneurial and you took your knowledge from the health sector and you put it into kind of business. So tell, tell us, what are you doing now? So uh, right now, so I head up a company called Avi. Um, Avi is essentially uh, an Uberized application for nurses uh, and healthcare professionals. So if you think about it, uh, you know, the same way you order your favorite meal from your favorite restaurant, you can order a flu shot, a strep test, a blood test, an EKG straight through the app, and we dispatch the closest nurse next to you uh, to answer the call. So it's really innovative. It's the only one, as far as we're concerned, in the world. Um, and so we're, we're expanding fast. It's a, it's an interesting aspect because I, I, I was actually, I didn't found the company, uh, but I was involved in, in kind of the concept around, um, the mechanics of how it would work. Um, and, uh, it's actually founded by one of the doctors here in Cote St. Luke. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm proud to be part of it. It's, um, it's now been two years. Um, started around the, you know, the, the later phase of the pandemic and, and continues on uh, still today. So let me ask you, because, you know, uh, you know, since the pandemic started, I mean, for you, you became a city councillor and uh, just a couple of years into your mandate, the pandemic comes. But it was mm-hmm. great to have someone like you around the table. And I know that, you know, I, I was so excited always when we had our meetings because I said, where there's Oren, I'm going to pick his brains and always asked about COVID. So here we are, okay, COVID's not over, but the restrictions are over. People have gone back, a lot of people, to a normal life. Tell me, from your perspective, where are we at with COVID right now? So we're definitely in the endemic phase, I think. Um, You know, we we still see some cases. We still see pockets that are coming through. Um, But when you look at it and you look at... uh, you know, the numbers, the way it spreads, uh, the symptoms around this, obviously, you know, it's not as, uh, not as dire and, and as acute as it used to be two years ago, for example, right? The Delta, the Omicron. Um, so I think that we're getting used to it. I remember um, reading an article very early on in, uh, in, in when COVID started, and it said, that, that pandemics usually last between four and six years. Um, so we're, we're, not, we're entering that phase, right, where uh, the world is getting used to it, as you said. Uh, council is getting used to it. I think our residents are getting used to it. Um, and, and overall, it's been a, you know, a, a definite learning experience because there, there was no playbook for COVID. There was none. 
right? You can say we did something wrong, we didn't do it well, the government didn't do this well, whatever you want to say, there was no playbook for this. And, right. and generations are going to learn from what we did and the different ways we went around it. Right, right. So five years being a city councillor, um, and uh, obviously it was natural for you to get the public safety dossier. How much have you enjoyed being having that dossier, working with public safety department and and specifically EMS, where you you're you you're 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 on the calls, you get on the ambulance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, um, first of all, I could tell you that having the public safety portfolio um, is probably what keeps me going. I'll be honest with you. Um, you know, it's it's uh, it, it's probably the most interesting, at least to me. I'll be honest the most interesting portfolio. I mean, a lot of people um, look at public safety, um, you know, have their ways of, you know, their opinion on it, but in VCOPs and, and, but EMS, what a gem, what a gem. In fact, you could see, I don't know if you could see in the back, my radio is right here. Um, so I, I can listen in to, to what's yeah. happening at all time. And uh, I got to tell you, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a great way to give back the the absolute camara, uh, camaraderie that I said EMS is unlike I've never seen before. Um, and, and this is, you know, people giving hundreds of hours a year, hundreds of hours a year to, uh, uh, to be the first person to enter the door of a Cote St. Luke resident in, in, in need. I think it's fantastic. It's, it's yeah, absolutely yeah. amazing. And you're seeing it from, you were a nurse, you were already in the profession. How did your perspective change from being a citizen to becoming a counselor and then having the portfolio? So I, I think for me, the, uh, you know, the reason I got in or try to put my hat into the ring um, originally during the 2017 election was uh, as a resident, right? It wasn't because I was a nurse or I thought I was going to be doing great stuff with EMS, et cetera. It was really as a resident, I had some great ideas. I, I was passionate about it. I was, you know, emailing, uh, getting involved. And, um, and for me, this was kind of a, a natural thing. And so, um, you know, time came for, uh, I think, you know, the residents wanted some change and they got it. Um, and I was part of that wave and, and certainly don't regret it as a nurse, the pandemic and being involved at the municipal level on how to deal with it. And, you know, the, uh, uh, the, the constant, uh, debates that we've had around it as well and, and how to be the safest for our residents. I think that was, uh, certainly very, very interesting to me. I think most residents would say that we did a fantastic job. Uh, around COVID, I think they would say that the I agree. city was the city was managed, uh, you know, in a great way as well. Could could we have done better? Maybe in certain areas, for sure. We can always do better, right? But there was never a a point in time where I said, "Look, we were we don't know what we're doing here." This was this was well planned. We we have a very very strong council with a lot of experience, um, and, uh, and and I think overall this was. You know, one of those things that we'll look back and say, you know, it changed the way Cote St. Luke counselors uh, deal with not only the way we conducted meetings, but um, even the way we're uh, we're more in tuned right now with our residents is is a huge component of what I think we 
uh, we've accomplished. So District 2, where I represent, uh, if someone were to ask me, what's the biggest issue facing you this mandate? I would say un unquestionably the red, you know, the the uh, the master plan and the, the future of Cartier Cavendish. So you have the Cary Square. How much of a challenge is that to you? The redevelopment of the Cary Square, the traffic issues around there. I mean, is that yeah. one of your biggest uh, one of your biggest things that you're dealing with? Would you say? Yeah, the 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 traffic is definitely top complaint. Vizina, uh, Clan Ranald, that area. Um, and, and what makes it even more uh, difficult, uh, Mike, is that I take it every day, every right. single day. I go yeah. to Royal Mount, um, yeah. and and I take it every day, and it's it comes in waves, right? It it doesn't. You can be on Clan Rider, turn right on Vizina, and see all the way to the carry, and then there's days you turn right on Vizina, and you're blocked for 25 minutes. Right. Yeah. It comes yeah. in cycles. And I know the cycles because, you know, most residents um, that I have certainly very vocal ones, but I don't get any complaints around the times where it's cyclical. Right. But yeah, but the minute someone stays blocked in gridlock for more than 10, 15 minutes, two or three days consecutively, I'll get right. a ton of emails asking me what the situation is. And it's very, very difficult, Mike. We're you know, I speak to uh, Sonny Moros quite often, Councilor Moros, um, and you know, you know, we're dealing with uh, different municipalities with different different political views, and and it's hard. It's very very hard to get things done uh, on the traffic front. We're gonna do things this summer. We're gonna have certain things certain things done to ease certain aspects of it, but it's not gonna be the the um, the rosy solution that everybody's looking for, which is the Cavendish extension. So I'll, I'll end off my one of my portfolios is animal protection and you are a dog owner. You have a beautiful German Shepherd. Tell us about your German Shepherd. Oh, Luna is fantastic. Uh, she is uh, two and a half. Um, weighs about 60 pounds. The fiercest, most loyal dog I've ever owned. Uh, super sweet, super gentle. And... Uh, you know, I've been I've been lucky because German shepherds usually can be either uh, very very hard to deal with uh, or big babies, and I ended up with a big babies. So uh, <laughs> so the the vet told me that she's never taken a blood draw on a German shepherd without a muzzle. She's the only one she can do. That's she just beautiful. doesn't move. Yeah. So she's awesome, and uh, I took her to the dog park a couple of days ago. She had a blast. Um, Doc Park looks great, uh, Mike. I got to tell you, good job with your team there. Well, I I, I will uh, throw a shout out to Jonathan Goldblum and Ad, and Anne Maria Katz, who uh, really uh, really oversee that as volunteers in an amazing way. So, yeah, so kudos to them too. And and uh, she's looking at me now because I said her name. But overall, just a wonderful uh, wonderful uh, pet to have. So, uh, by the way, I'll just say this because people don't know this: German Shepherds are great but they should be called German shedders um, because <laughs> the amount of uh, fur that comes off that dog consistently is, is shocking. Amazing. 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 Well, Oren, you're a very interesting guy and I'm glad we had a chance to kind of introduce you to people who might not know you that well. I want to wish you the best of luck and uh, we'll see you at the next council meeting.
Thank you, Mike. It was uh, it was a delight to be here. My guest, Oren Sabag, City Councilor for District One and Co.